Welcome back to 50% Cancer. I'm Chloe. Today, I'd like to talk about something that can be difficult to do, sometimes necessary, and something that takes some work. Self-advocacy. In episode 5, we talked about the guilt that family members or doctors might pass on to you about your thyroid cancer journey. They might think, because it's highly curable, it's a better cancer than others, and doesn't warrant the same amount of care or attention. Last week, I said this, but I'll reiterate again, that that is not true at all. Cancer is cancer, and we all deserve care and attention. Because of this false stereotype and narrative surrounding thyroid cancer, us, as thyroid cancer survivors and fighters, might have to step up our self-advocacy game to ensure we are getting the treatment we need and are being taken seriously. Today, I'd like to share some tips on how to do this. It has taken me quite a while to get to the place I am, advocacy-wise, and I am definitely still learning. Sometimes I feel like I'm overreacting when I ask a million questions or bring in a notebook to help take notes with. However, I'm slowly gaining the confidence to be alright with this. I want to feel in charge of my own health. It's my life, not anyone else's. Today, I'd like to talk about confidence, communication, and support. First of all, let's back this advocacy train up and explain what self-advocacy means. I found a poster from the National Deaf Center that I think puts this perfectly. They say, self-advocacy is the ability to articulate one's needs and make informed decisions about the support necessary to meet those needs. This also means knowing your rights as a patient, having leadership skills, having knowledge of self, and having communication skills. Think about it. You have needs as a person, and a lot of those needs can be affected by thyroid cancer. You have a need to not be a fatigued slug all day, lying in bed without any energy. You have a need to be at a healthy body weight and feel good about yourself. Thyroid cancer can get in the way of all of these things, so it's important to get the support necessary to meet those needs, and whatever else you are needing to have a happy and healthy life. When first being diagnosed with thyroid cancer, it can feel like a whirlwind. Things can happen in just a matter of weeks from being diagnosed to living life without an important organ, your thyroid. It can be hard to feel on top of everything and have confidence and knowledge to ask the right questions or even know what you need. It will get easier as time goes on, but I think asking questions and not feeling dumb about asking any of those questions is important right away. You're learning too, and it's okay to not know everything yet. As you gain that knowledge, you will gain confidence about yourself. It's also important to be confident in knowing what feels good and what doesn't. No one knows your body better than you. Doctors might pretend they do, but they don't live inside your body. They don't know your thoughts or what hurts, especially if you don't communicate it. You might need to grow a bit of a backbone and be confident in asking for help or advice. And if your doctor isn't helping much, you also need the confidence to find a second opinion or new care team. It's hard, but remember that you are paying these doctors to help you. Why would you choose to reward someone who isn't helping or positively impacting you? Try activities that help improve your self-awareness and self-confidence to boost your self-esteem. Start small and appreciate and celebrate the little victories. Confidence is important, but your communication skills are even more important. You need to be able to share and talk about yourself, but listening and learning from others is just as important. A nice acronym with this is to think before you speak. Think stands for true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, kind. You don't want to come off as aggressive or rude, but sometimes you might need to be more blunt and straightforward than others. 
It's important to read the situation and react in an appropriate way. I think honesty is always important, and especially in the doctor's office. Let them know about any symptoms you have. If they don't think they are thyroid-related, ask them to order appropriate tests or refer you to someone else to solve those problems. There are different types of communication skills. Verbal communication, written communication, and nonverbal communication. Verbal communication is just like it sounds and refers to communication that takes place virtually or in person. Active listening is important for verbal communication. It could be important to repeat what you hear or listening for the doctor to repeat what you've told them to show that they're listening. Repeating a message also provides feedback for you or the doctor to point out any miscommunication in the message. For example, if you tell your doctor that you've been feeling like a zombie and can barely get out of bed and they repeat, patient is feeling a little tired to put into your notes, you would quickly correct them and say that it's much worse than feeling just a little tired. Written communication is also just like it sounds. Anything like memos, emails, letters, or notes. Anything that is written down. This might not be as important in your journey as verbal communication, but I know for me it has been important. I go to the Mayo Clinic for my care, and Mayo provides an online patient portal that I can access to view my bills, my test results, schedule appointments, and message my care team. I really love it. However, this is where written communication can come into play. I have a tendency to ramble sometimes in my writing, so I've heard from my doctor a few times that she prefers talking in person rather than sending long messages back and forth. Not everyone will have the same communication preferences as you, and that's okay. It's about finding a balance for both people. So, I've learned to be more straightforward in my writing if I need to send her a quick message online and save longer or more complicated questions for our office visits if they aren't too urgent. Lastly, nonverbal communication. What you don't say during a conversation can be even more important and telling than what you do say. This involves the tone, pace, and volume of your speech, as well as your body language. Your body language is important, as well as the body language of who you are talking to. A simple way to appear more confident is by sitting up straight and talking with an even tone at a normal volume. You can probably imagine that this seems much more confident than if you were slugged over, talking quietly, and looking down. Eye contact can be very important in adding to confident body language and communication. I think it's important to have honest and often communication with your care team and support system. No matter who this is or how small or large that group is, they need to know how you're feeling. Confidence doesn't mean painting on a smile to hide your pain. Be honest and clear. It could be helpful to keep track in a notebook or the notes on your phone about symptoms you're having that could be thyroid-related. It's okay to bring those with to your appointments to help you remember. Sometimes, when I'm at the doctor's, I just get way overwhelmed and need that notebook or physical reminder of what I wanted to talk about. You becoming or being an advocate for yourself will slowly but surely make it easier for others to advocate for themselves as well. If we all start becoming stronger self-advocates in our thyroid cancer journeys, I believe we can change the stigma and stereotypes around thyroid cancer. The dismissive thoughts that thyroid cancer is no big deal or that you can't be allowed to feel how you feel because your thyroid cancer is under control. They say it takes a village and it's going to take a heck of a lot of us to get doctors to empathize with us, the patient, not just the numbers and lab work. We have a long road ahead of us, but it takes just one person to start that domino effect. You might be starting to see that you can't do this alone. It's really important to have a support system that can gently nudge and sometimes push for you to become a stronger advocate. 
I wanted to give a special shout out to another survivor named Nicole, who has helped me do just this. Nicole has not been a survivor for as long as I have, but she has such a confidence about her. We've had many a conversation about some shortcomings of a medical team, and she's encouraged me to send messages to my doctors to get more answers and helps me to understand where things don't quite add up or don't make sense. She's been a big help in just a few months to push me to get more tests done to figure things out for my own. Nicole is also great at empathizing with me. We were both diagnosed fairly young, so it's great to have someone to share that with, although I hate that anyone else can relate. My point of that is to find yourself a Nicole. Find someone who can be kind but still honest, someone who can inspire you to get the help you deserve, and help you learn that you do indeed deserve it. It's helpful having someone who has been in a similar boat to you, whether that's thyroid cancer, or even just someone who has had experience communicating with medical professionals. Having someone in your corner will be a game changer. You can't do everything on your own, and you shouldn't have to. Becoming a strong self-advocate isn't a lonely road. It should be paved with friends and family helping to lift you up. Today, we talked about self-advocacy and how that involves confidence, communication, and support. Confidence won't happen overnight, but developing it and self-esteem will help you to be a stronger advocate. We talked through different types of communication and how those might look within your journey. Lastly, we talked through having a support system and how necessary it can be for helping to lift you up to become an awesome advocate for yourself. I hope all of this was helpful to you, whether you think you're already doing a great job advocating for yourself or if you have some room to grow. Do you have any other tips for how to advocate for yourself? I'd love if you shared them with us on Instagram or Facebook. You can find us under 50% Cancer. Next episode, we'll talk about dating a thyroid cancer survivor. My boyfriend Nate will be my first guest ever. I can't wait to share our thoughts on how thyroid cancer has been a part of our relationship. Bye!